Yeah, you feeling a little better, Slee? This morning you were a little, uh, a little grumpy, a little salty, a little maybe hungover from your uh, people that were sitting behind you at the Laker game last night. You feel like you're in a better spot now, right? Okay, no question about it. I- I'm not kidding when I say this. <laughs> Definitely feel a little bit better. Now, nothing's changed. Nothing's no. changed with the team. Nothing's changed with the uh, the. Uh, what's the best way I can put it? The stock just continuing to plummet. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I feel a little bit better. You know, they're, they're right. When you talk, talk kind of got to talk through things talk sometimes. It, through, it does help. Absolutely. You can't hold on to that stuff. It'll eat you up from the inside. Um, speaking of movies, I watched an old movie last night. I, I kind of stole a page out of the Sliwa book. I think that, you know, we talk about how it, it's always listening, right? Your phone is always listening, your laptop, whatever it is. I, I flipped on Amazon Prime last night, and at the top of the queue mm-hmm. was Terminator. And, and I get it's not quite Braveheart, and it's not quite Troy, what you're talking about, but it's, it's, it's in the same general lane of carnage, right? You're going to watch a whole bunch of stuff just get messed up, and it sucked me in. It worked. The, the algorithm was smarter than me. It pulled me right in. I ended up wasting you know an hour and a half watching a movie that was made in 1984, and I loved every minute of it. It was. But terrific. you know what? That's okay. You know, I actually, I, I almost like. I kind of hate Netflix. Is always trying to give you new stuff, new stuff. This just came out. This this is our top ten. Blah blah blah. Something about just hey, can I find a movie that is just a good movie, and I don't care when it came out. So nothing wrong with seeing a little Terminator. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. It's, it's hilarious because it's arguably Schwarzenegger's most iconic role, right? The, the, the Terminator. I, I don't know if he has ten lines in that whole movie. It's, it's just him walking around blowing stuff up. It's great. I loved it. I, I might watch it again tonight. But he doesn't actually, you know, say anything. Like the acting is all just look left, look right, pull the trigger, blow stuff up. That was the role. That's all he needed to do, and he's still probably making money off of it. (laughs) Well, clearly. All right, Uh, Francis in Glendale. Trav, Al, how soon into the coffee date before Connor sneaks in and asks Lee? (laughs) (laughs) That's a red flag. That's a red flag right there. It's a red flag that if you consider him being a terrific listener, then yeah. Yeah, shows he cares about what I do. That's a good thing. I was going to say, he should – Emily, what uh, would, would you relate? Would you relay it to Slee? Do you keep it of to yourself? Course. What are you doing? No, of course I would relate to Slee. I would, I would have uh, Connor record it, and then we definitely bring it in. That's <laughs> what we're going to do. All right. So um, last night was the last Laker game before the next Laker game, and it's going to be different moving forward. Because last night, all of the breadcrumbs that have been dropped kind of turned into a – we're not even going to – we're, we're going to say the quiet part loud now. And Frank Vogel has been whispered about his job is in trouble. And we've been whispering about how Russell Westbrook doesn't fit in great. And you mentioned a couple of weeks ago, Al, that, you know, hey, listen, just because the jersey says Westbrook on it doesn't mean that he's automatically in at the end of games. He needs to be playing well to be in at the end of games. All this guy came to a head last night. They benched him. Mm-hmm. And, and Russell Westbrook didn't speak to the media after the after the game. He actually left the court early. It was only a handful of seconds, but game wasn't over, and he bounced, which is a bad look, I think. Um, and now we're talking about his psyche. Now we're talking about Carmelo Anthony saying, well, he's trying to adjust to a new role where he's not the guy that, uh, you know, he, he needs to figure out this part or that part. Frank Vogel saying, look, i got to play the five best guys. 
Today is different than yesterday because all of the stuff we've been saying is now right there on the table, and the Lakers are still at 500. Another week has gone by, and now Russell Westbrook's being benched at the end of games. It's different today. I think that's what I mean when you know when I we started off the show and I said another new low for the Lakers. There are kind of some wrinkles, right? There's wrinkles coming in this morning that probably weren't there 24 hours ago. And I mentioned it. I don't have an issue with not playing Russell Westbrook in the final four minutes. And the guy was obviously having a bad game. And if there's one thing Russ can do, let's say Russ doesn't have a good shooting night, which happens a lot, and yesterday was one of those nights. But he's probably still going to give you seven assists and seven rebounds. That wasn't the case. I think he had two rebounds, three assists. So he wasn't impacting the game. So I don't have an issue with it. But I, I get what you're saying. Al, they just sat Russell Westbrook, who makes $44 million, <laughs> who's the player that you mortgaged a lot of kind of chips and pieces that you had, thinking that this is going to be the guy that will now put the Lakers on par with Brooklyn, or that's going to be the conversation is it's where are they going to be, who are they going to face up against the West, and then you move to the next phase. The problem, Trav, it's getting worse almost by the game. Yep. And the storylines that we have today is another bad storyline that kind of adds to the whole mix. Forget the 22 and 23. Forget that for a second. That's a colossal failure that through 45 games, they're a game below 500. Yes. Yesterday, you played a Pacers team that hadn't won a road game since November 21st, I think we said. They had lost 10 of their last 11 games. Every player on that team, you know why you... If I say, what do you know about the Indiana Pacers? The only thing you're going to tell me is, I think they're trading all their guys at the deadline because those you, you hear all these names kind of on a continuous basis. So I bring all that up because it's not just the losing. It's not just that you're well, well bef- below expectations. It's not just where the hell you're going to be in a couple weeks from now. The rust piece of this is adding another layer to a storyline that has Unfortunately, nothing to do with what's happening on the floor. It's a storyline of, well, Russ is on your team. He's a franchise guy, and he's not in the game. Well, I'm literally looking at the TV right now. I got it on SportsCenter, and they're breaking down Russell Westbrook getting benched. This is what I mean. That if It's a big deal because two things are happening at the same time. The buzzards are circling over Frank Vogel. I get it. It's not his fault. We can talk about that in, in a second. But it, it feels inevitable, right? They're out, you mentioned they're going out on a six-game road trip. They're going to be away for 13 days. Okay? This is a, that's a long road yeah, trip. that and, is. And, and, mm-hmm. and, and they're mostly playing pretty good teams, right? The, the vast majority of those six games are against teams that they will be favored to lose to. Okay? So the losing is likely. Now the coach has benched a – look, by – any definition, Russell Westbrook's a star player, and they benched him at the end of a game that they had to win, or they should have won. However, you that was uh, within striking distance. Absolutely, yep. it wasn't. It was a. It was a tight yeah. game. It could have gone either way, and they decided, nope, not him tonight. Russell Westbrook does not strike me as a guy that's a let's let bygones be bygones kind of guy. I think I think this is going to stick with him, right? I think this is going to be something that he carries with him. How he responds to it, we'll find out here in a little bit. This is huge because now we're in the spot that I knew we were going to be. It's To your point, it's far worse than even people like me who did not like the Russell Westbrook trade from the jump thought it was going to be. In my scenario, the reasons it's bad, I nailed. As bad as it is, I missed. I didn't think this was a 500 team. I thought this was a team that was going to be a good team, 
but that wasn't going to be good enough to compete with the likes of Brooklyn or wouldn't be good to compete with the likes of Milwaukee. But I didn't think they'd be 500 at the you know halfway plus point of the season. But the reasons are there, which is it just doesn't fit right. You know, we can talk about third player. We can talk about, well, he was supposed to be here with AD and all these things. Uh, okay, there, there are some little things around it. It didn't. It doesn't work. There's just no parts of this that go, oh, that right there is pretty good. It doesn't work. And Frank Vogel said it last night without saying it. By putting him on the bench, that was a declaration to Laker fans. That was a declaration to Russell Westbrook, to Rob Polinka, to everybody else. Hey, this – this is this is garbage. This doesn't work. I can't win. I'm going to play the five guys that give me the best chance to win, and I can't wait to see what happens next because sometimes when you get all your dirty laundry out like that, sometimes when you just kind of say what everybody knows but hasn't said it, makes it a little better. And sometimes it makes it a lot worse, and we're going to find out what happens next because they're on the road for six games playing really good teams. Okay, so let, let's – Vogel gave an explanation, and the explanation is not, hey, let me spend a minute here telling you why Russell Westbrook was not in the game. It wasn't a, hey, let me play out all these different scenarios that happen, and because of this and because of that, it's a 10-second clip. Here's Coach Vogel explaining why Russ wasn't in the game. Opted to go uh, with Russ on the bench at the end of the game. What were you what, what, what were you looking for there? What was the thinking behind that, behind that choice? Yeah, playing the guys I thought were going to win the game. Uh, it was actually a lot shorter. It was a lot shorter than I thought. Yeah, it's mostly uh, play- Bresnahan. <laughs> <laughs> Play, playing the guys um, that I thought was going to win the game, that that's a loud statement. It's, it's a loud statement in the sense of you're talking about this road trip coming up, and I actually like you putting it this way. Sometimes when you air your dirty laundry, you're right. Some good could come out of it. Um, what happened after the game on Saturday? Russ was talking, saying one thing. Dwight, Magic, LeBron – Everybody had something to say. They went out and they beat the Utah Jazz. Hey, maybe it was of benefit. You can say, well, this, that. Maybe it was of benefit. But then 48 hours later, you lose to the Indiana Pacers. This is the uh, this is the schedule, Trav. I'm going to give you a perfect idea what they got coming up. Okay. Orlando on Friday. Orlando has eight wins on the season. That's not a guaranteed win. I was, I was saying this on the That's postgame show shocking. yesterday. That's shocking I'm, to I'm hear. I'm telling you. Right. I'm telling you. No, you're you. right. I agree with you. There is not a game on the schedule for the Lakers, at least at this phase of the, you know, this part of the uh, part of the season, that you can sit back and you could say that's a guaranteed win. It's not okay. So you get the Orlando one out of the way. Miami's twenty nine and sixteen. They got the second best record in the NBA. Brooklyn's twenty eight and sixteen. They won't have Kyrie and they won't have KD. Well, they didn't have those two players on Christmas and they won at Crypto.com. So. Um, just keep that one in mind. It's not like Brooklyn's going to fold up shop. They already beat the Lakers without those two players. After that, they have the Philadelphia 76ers. They're 26 and 18. Charlotte's 25 and 20. You're going to go through. There's four straight games right there. That these are all teams within the top six of the Eastern Conference. You're on the road. You're starting to get tired. Like you said, it's a 13 day trip. I don't know what team's going to come back by the time they get you know back to uh, uh, the arena on I think it's February 2nd or something along those lines. But it, it could get worse, and that's kind of the crazy part. Well, what you just said a second ago, I think is, is – he was asked, hey, why was he – because I'm playing the five best guys to give me a chance to win. The, the, other, the, the exact same thing is he's not one of my five best guys, or at least he's not one of my five best guys tonight, which is the first time anybody – and when LeBron was asked about it, when Carmelo was asked about it, no one said, yeah, I don't know. Everyone's like, hey, listen, you know, I, I got Frank's back. You know, Frank's the coach. Of the-. Everybody kind of lined up on Vogel's side of this, 
which I think is interesting. And, and not that they were piling on Russ, but it wasn't, hey, look, Russ is going to help us. Russ is going to be the reason we come back. Russ is going to be the reason that when we do get this figured out, he's going to play. It was none of that. It was a lot of, hey, listen, we're going through some stuff. He's got to figure out a way to make a, you know, bop, 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 bop. It, it was not, no one was beating the drum of, hey, listen, this is ugly, terrible loss, bad that he got benched. We're going to figure this out. Nobody's saying that anymore. And plus, Russ didn't talk yesterday, so the next time he talks, obviously all these questions are going to come up. Um, okay, we got a bunch of phone calls that we want to get to. Uh, plus, today's stat hero of the day, did you see this yesterday? Did you see Embiid's numbers and Jokic's numbers? Embiid scored 50 points <laughs> in 27 minutes. It's good. Okay. Jokic, 49, 15, and 10, had a triple-double. Uh, obviously, both are incredible. Okay, wh- which one's more impressive to you, that, Trav? The Jokic line is kind of Wilt-esque. You know, <laughs> you're getting nearly 50 and a triple-double. Yeah. And, and, I mean, 49, 15, and 10, that's some Wilt blank. <laughs> that, that just doesn't make any sense. And, by the way, they only won by two points in overtime. That's right. Just by, such a weird night. Against the Clippers. Yeah. Clippers kind of grinding, not going to lie. Uh, all right, Stat Hero, the exclusive Daily Fantasy app partner of the Travis and Sleva show. Go to Stat Hero. Stat Hero is the first ever Daily Fantasy sports book that gives a player the advantage. The website, stathero.com slash 710ESPN, 100% deposit match. Your phone call is coming up next. Stay right here. Travis and Sleva show, 710ESPN. It wasn't my finest truck ownership moment. I couldn't get it through the uh, gas pump area because there was a car and I was a little afraid of how big my Silverado is. It was a mess, Al. I, I, don't, I don't love what went down this morning, but it, it happened and I have to live with it, I guess. Listen, I, um, since you got your truck, it's not mm-hmm. about what happens when you're in the truck. It's not about what happens when you try, try to park. It's not about what happens when you pull into a gas station. You have the truck, so you're never going to be that guy, but you can play like it. You know what I mean? It's true. You know the person that walks, uh, just somebody that um, they're trying to make themselves look a lot richer than they really are? Hey, nobody needs to know what their bank account is. You're kind of that guy in the truck. You're kind of that guy in the truck. I could fake it till I make it, I guess. I just, uh, I, I have a feeling they could sniff me up because here's the deal. I yeah. would have been judging me incredibly harshly. Oh, of course. If I no, were no, one of the cars that were yeah, lined up waiting for the idiot in the giant truck to try to navigate the gas yep. pump, I would, look Look at this guy. He doesn't even know what he's doing. Only that was me, and that's how it was happening. Travis Lee's brought to you by Goodyear. With you for every mile on the road to greatness, Goodyear more driven. Let's start in the Valley. Let's go to Northridge and Joe. Joe, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up, Joe? Hey, hi. Hey, guys. Hi, hi. Uh, Travis. Please. First time caller of uh, just listening to you guys talk about Westbrook and how benching him was, I don't know if it was the right thing to do, but it seems like he's getting blamed for the, I mean, bottom line, they lost. So he, I don't think he's really the problem. He Nobody talks bad about him when he's getting triple doubles. And, you know, how many other other five players are on the court besides LeBron get, get you triple doubles, you know? You know, you know Joe, what's yeah. funny is 
we appreciate you calling into the show. It's not about like I I'm not trying to go out of my way and point the finger. Well, Lakers lost the game yesterday because of Russ. What I was trying to say is I don't think Russ should be guaranteed playing time at the end of games. That that's the part that if a player if Malik Monk is having a really good game, yeah, keep him in at the end of the game. That sounds like a a very reasonable thing to do. The the point that I'm making is Russ does not obviously have the pool of LeBron and Anthony Davis. It's going to come down to your play. If your play justifies you to be in the game, then that's why you're in the game. You you are right, and Trav, it's probably blown out of proportion. Russ didn't make a trade for himself. So those who, um, you know, obviously have frustration right now with Russ, Russ is probably in a spot too. Like, I don't know what the hell to do. Like, this is me. This is who I am. I'm trying to figure this out on the fly, and I can't figure it out. And, that, and I think there's a little bit to that. You know what that, I mean? That, what you just said, like, I don't, Russell, if I'm Russell Westbrook, what's going through my head is, what did you think you traded for? Why did you think that you're trading for one thing and that the second I put on a different colored uniform, I was going to turn into something else? I don't know what you thought this was. You know, I, I, I kind of sympathetic towards him in that. What Joe was saying about, um, you know, well, this isn't Russ's fault. I don't think it is exclusively Russell Westbrook's fault. But why this is such a big deal today it's not because I said this was a bad deal months ago. It's because yesterday was the day that the head coach of the Lakers basically said, listen, he's not one of my five guys. At the end of a game, if he's going to play like that, I can't use him. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what's new. That's why this is the day. That's why yeah, we're having wrinkle. this conversation. It's an, it, the Lakers are different today than they were yesterday because of what happened last night. Not because they lost to a bad team. They've done that plenty of times this year. They lost to Oklahoma City twice. They've gotten blown out by Minnesota twice. Okay, They lost to a bad Indiana team. Sadly, that's kind of the deal. What's different is is that Frank Vogel said, I'm not doing this anymore. And part of it is because he knows that he's next. But he said, I can't do this anymore. It's not my opinion, Alan Slew's opinion, that it's not working. It was Frank Vogel's opinion that it wasn't working. The action is on the court. Yeah, the action is on the court. Absolutely. Let's go to uh, West Hills. LaRon in West Hills. You're up next, LaRon. What's up? Hey, guys. First time caller. Um, Great. You know, so I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, it, it's a challenging. After every game, I always look at the stat sheet. You look at a game like last night, and you know, Indiana basically beat us in pretty much every category. You look at the Utah win, and it's we didn't really win that game. Utah lost that game. They they played they were awful. than us. But we didn't, they couldn't, they couldn't they didn't hit a shot. Well. Mm-hmm. No, we didn't play well. They didn't play well. So they more so lost that game than we won that game. And when I look at the team, you know, they, you know, in the beginning of the season before we even tipped off, you know, people talked about our veterans and how our team is old and can they keep up with the physicality and what about the injuries? And I think it's more so a mindset. We have a lot of veteran players that have this mindset of they don't need to prove themselves anymore. And I think when you look at teams like Golden State, you look at a team like Charlotte where you have a lot of young talent. These guys are hungry. We're not hungry. And you see that on the defensive end of the floor. There's no effort. How do we go from the number one defense to one of the poorest defenses in the league? You know, there's a mentality shift that has to exist with this team that's just not happening. And I don't think it's Vogel's fault. I think I don't think it's any one person's fault. But when you see players like LeBron and Westbrook, in practice with slides on. Why do you have slides on, man? Like, what message as leaders on a team are you sending to your teammates? You know, you can't be casual about this. We're losing. 
I've been a fan since I was born. And to see them go through this, it's painful to watch as a fan. Um, I, I'm not Laurent, I'm, I'm going to jump in. I'm going I'm to jump in. I appreciate it, and, and you, you had a lot of good things there. Trav, I was saying this on the postgame show yesterday. Um, I don't know if I have the best comp for this, but the Lakers walk around like they're a lot better than they really are. Like there is this confidence that the Lakers have, almost kind of a, uh, a cockiness that is not justifiable at all. Like when, when, when he was just talking about, he's using an example, the Charlotte Hornets. Maybe that's different. That's not the best example because those teams are young. They are hungry. They haven't the accomplished Warriors anything. The Warriors are a better example. Warriors is a – and even yeah. the Warriors, even if I use the Warriors as an example, they have kind of picked these different players that haven't had a chance to win a championship. They kind of have a good mix, but Steph, Draymond, obviously, Clay again, Andre Iguodala, they walk around like they're, they're a lot better than they actually are. That kills this team. And and I, I say that because you think you can walk into a game and effort when, – when Russell Westbrook says that he feels like other teams play harder, <laughs> I, I don't know what you want me to tell you. Right. That alone says everything. If another squad is playing harder and you don't have as much talent and you're hovering around 500, uh, you got a lot bigger issues than just an X's and O's. They're, they're, I don't think it's a hunger thing. I think they're old. And, and, and those th- a lot of time those things go together, right? That I, I want to do these things. I want to play at this pace. I want to push like this. I want I want I want I want I can't. I, I, just, I just can't do – DeAndre Jordan can't do the things he did five years ago. Dwight Howard can't. Right? They just, it, it, they're, they're an older team. They're, they are a really heavily veteran-centered team that is not going to be able to just hit the gas at 110% every single night. It's not who they are. They just they can't do it. As far as the fault goes, and we're, we're passing out blame, I, I agree with what LaRon said a minute ago that I don't think it's any one person's fault. I don't either. I, the person that's most to blame for this I don't think it's Frank Vogel. I don't think it's Russ Westbrook. I don't think it's LeBron James. I don't think it's Car- it's whoever put this together. It's the front office, right? of course. It, no it, question. It's about whoever it. put yep. whoever put this together is the person or persons that are responsible for where they are. And by the way, LeBron gets some ownership in this too. That that because we're not making moves for the Lakers with LeBron James and not running it past LeBron James. So he he, he you know he's an influential person. That's fine. I, I have I have no problem with him having a voice in the room when it comes to these sorts of things. But this isn't Frank Vogel forgot how to coach. This isn't Russell Westbrook can't get out of his own way and, and it's this is a team that doesn't function well. And whoever put the pieces together should have known better because the here here's the rub and I read this this morning. The team did function really well last year until everybody started to get injured, right? And, and the reason they got into short offseason and all that stuff, but before LeBron and AD went down, Lakers were right near the top of the Western Conference with Kyle Kuzma, with Alex Caruso, with KCP, with Montrezl Harrell. I know that they flamed out in the playoffs, but that was more about the guys got hurt than they didn't have a good base of what it was and that they reshuffled that entire deck except for THT and LeBron and AD and brought in a bunch of different that whoever did that that's the person that's most to blame so the the real problem is Trav and I look I've said it before I thought go top heavy with your talent and then go get veterans that's that's what I thought the Lakers should do in the offseason obviously it's not working by any stretch it's for me the biggest issue is Trav we're not having a conversation about the Lakers right now saying man how does Memphis have a better record than the Lakers uh, how are right. Lakers and Utah neck and neck for the fourth spot? No, the conversation we're having is it's kind of a free fall. I mean, you're 
we're having a if they're in the playing tournament, which there's a strong likelihood they'll be in the playing tournament. It's not a lock they'll get out of it, and if they do, isn't it just a ticking clock before Phoenix or Golden State takes you out? It seems like it. it, it I, I mean, it would be an unbelievable turn of events if they turned around and beat them four out of seven times. Now, it's also not a 0% chance because LeBron James is a bad man, right? LeBron James can do stuff, AD can do stuff, but yeah, it, it, it does feel like yesterday was the day. It's like, yeah, okay, we, we, we see it too. We, we, we see it too. They acknowledged it. All right. Um, we'll continue the conversation because a lot of people want to get in on this. And, and, and this is, I think this is part of the problem. I'm looking at the screen right now. There's six different people with six different explanations of what not working. And guess what? You're all right. <laughs> You're all right. That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Quick congratulations, Al, to Sam Rodriguez of Anaheim. You are the winner for the Lakers and Blazers coming up February 2nd. It's hard to believe that the Lakers are going to be gone for that long, isn't it? Yeah, they're gone 13 days, uh, so they don't come back till February. It's, you know, somebody was telling me this yesterday. They only have 14 home games left. Well, they sound like nothing but nothing? home games for the first month of the season. I know, but it yeah, still well, like, it, doesn't even dawn. It's like 14 home games. That's it? It goes fast, man. Yeah. Maybe not as quite as fast for you because you need to do every game, but it the season's good. The only season that feels like it goes by really slowly is the baseball, baseball season. Oh, yeah. Fo- the, yeah. The, the, the football's done in like two weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can tell me that they play 18 games or 18 weeks. It feels like two weeks, and it, it goes by way too fast. ESPN Radio It's brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Um a lot of people want to blame a lot of different folks. Let's start in Ventura with Carlton. Carlton, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up? Hey, how are you guys doing? I just have up, a Carlton? question for you guys. Where did Frank Vogel ever win before he came to the Lakers? When he was with Indiana, I don't remember him ever winning a championship. Then when he lost that job, he went to Orlando. He didn't win a championship. And when he went to the Lakers, he won a championship because of LeBron. Well, okay. So are you, are you trying Eric to blame Spolster it? hasn't won a championship without LeBron. I mean, th- th- that, that, that to me doesn't really add up. I appreciate the phone call, Carlton, because here's the deal. Orlando is terrible. He's not supposed to win a championship with that team. That's they're so terrible before, Indiana, and they're yeah, terrible now. Right, exactly. Indiana, he did a pretty good job in Indiana. He did a great job. Indiana won seven gave, games in the Eastern Conference absolutely. Finals against LeBron. Against LeBron James, exactly right. So I, I don't – I mean, he did win a championship saying it – does Pat Riley not have championships because he didn't do it without Magic Johnson or or, or Shaquille O'Neal? I mean, c- come on. I, I just th- This is an idea of every great coach has great players. Every mediocre coach that wins a championship has great players. That's just the bid for coming into the league, Al. That, that one doesn't make any I, – I, I think Frank Vogel's going to get fired. I don't think it's his fault, but I think that he understands this is how the NBA works. You know what's kind of interesting is the – I went through a, a large part of the season – where a lot of Laker fans were, hey, this is on Vogel. What is Vogel doing? We need a new coach, this, that. 
since all those stories started coming out over the last week, two weeks, or whatever it is that, hey, there's rumblings around coach, coach might not make it, hey, at any point coach could potentially get fired, I feel like there's been a lot of people that have come to the defense of him. Do you know what I'm saying? That I, I feel yeah. like it's kind of took a little bit of a turn where – in the beginning, it was this is coach's fault, coach's fault, coach's fault. Now I almost feel like it's uh, it, it's it's gone much more towards well, what did you expect when you put this roster together? It's a lot more that. I, so I I only say that because Carlton who just called in, that's actually more of an outlier of a call that I, that I think we've been getting lately. What's he supposed to do? I mean, I, I do think that his responsibility is to not give up 127 points a night or whatever. What's a 120 in January? At least that's what it was. Yeah, that's uh, what it was. Going in a couple of nights ago. Um, that is his fault because if guys just aren't competing on that end of the floor, it means they're not they're they're not buying into whatever it is you're selling. So I think that is some of it. But generally speaking, this this thing has been non-functioning since the very beginning, both with Anthony Davis, without LeBron. It just it hasn't worked. He's the one that ultimately is going to pay the price for it. All right, so this is what I think, you know, let, let's just say this. Let's just say, all right, here, here's where they're sitting, 22 and 23. You still got X amount of games um, for the rest of the season. What kind of happens from here? Because I, I don't think it's not like they can just go change everything this season. They can't. So basically what you're saying is, you're going to play out this year. Vogel may be there. He might not be. And if it's not him, then it's going to be somebody that's you know most likely already obviously sitting on the bench. Is that going to all of a sudden change everything? I think most people would say probably not. You're still working with the same ingredients. You know, if you're if you're going out and you're trying to you know cook something, at the end of the day, it's these are the ingredients that you have in front of you. you just got to use, the, do the absolute best with the ingredients that you have. So, Trav, does this come down to then? Um, trade deadline, people aren't going to expect them to make much moves because they don't have the flexibility. Either it gets figured out internally with the players that they have and something drastic changes within those ingredients that you already have, or it's just going to eventually be this slow flame out. You know what I mean? It, it, it's already happening. I mean, it, it, we're, in, we're in miracle territory, Al. We're in. You're going to need something extraordinary to happen over the – and by the way, it needs to start happening pretty quickly. Because if you're waiting until the end of February, March, you know, the playoffs are right. You said, what, they have a handful of home games left? 18, is that what you said? 13, by the 13. way, th- 13 yeah, games it, it before, before the All-Star break, which is yeah. nothing. That's going to be in a blink of an eye. And then you have uh, a loaded up schedule in March, half of April, and then you know obviously uh, everything goes from there. All right, let's try another one. Valley again, Canoga Park, and Robert. Robert, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up? Hey, how are you guys doing? Um, Travis, you are the man. You said it without saying the names. Um, flat out, Laker fans are delusional. The, the guys that are at fault here are Rob Planka and LeBron James. This move does not get greenlit to put this roster together and bring Russell Westbrook over and get rid of your key role players. LeBron needs role players. You need Alex Caruso, not THT. Laker fans, THT is not who you think he is. Kyle Kakuzma was perfect. And you moved on for him to get no flexibility with Russell Westbrook. It's not his fault. He is who he is. But the guys that are at fault here, it's clear as day. Rob Palenka and LeBron James were signing off on a ball-dominant player to stand next to LeBron that can't shoot, doesn't cut. It's not his fault. He is who he is. Frank Vogel is going to be the scapegoat. And it's not the end of the world. They'll get AD back. They'll be fine because they'll make moves. But Russ cannot be playing in crunch time minutes when he can't hit a shot and he refuses to cut, and he plays zero defense. He is who he is. So Rob Palenka and LeBron, 
It's your fault. I understand it's a Lakers station, but can we call their names, please? You guys no, have look, a great Robert, day. Thank I, you. I, I, I yeah, you got it, Robert. Thanks for the call. I, I think that the guys that put this together, and you're right, Rob Polinka and LeBron James, they they got it wrong. You know, they they got it wrong. This is not a good mix. It, the, the record reflects that. The 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 actions last night reflect that. And I also agree. Look, I'm gonna I'm gonna take up for Russell Westbrook to a point where I said it a minute ago, and and, and Rob just said it back. It's not Russell Westbrook's fault that he is what he was before. He he he's. He let you know through his entire career, this is how I play. This is how I play. Guys, if you've ever watched NBA basketball for the last 10 years, you had a really good idea of how Russell Westbrook plays. The the fantasy that he was going to turn into something different never made any sense to me. And, and it turns out he really hasn't turned into anything other than this. I think that was the mistake that you were hoping that somebody would do. That's not Russell Westbrook's fault. That's who brought the people that brought Russell Westbrook here's fault. And there's a huge difference between those. Still shouldn't be like this. You know what I mean? Like to this extent is what makes this, like I said, listen, if the Lakers, you could be making the argument that you're making even if the Lakers lost in the second round of the playoffs, right? You could be making the argument that you're making if the Lakers lost in the Western Conference Finals. Hey, this isn't supposed to be a Western Conference Finals team. You you can make that argument. What what makes this season so unique, they're nowhere near these other teams. And, and listen, I know Anthony Davis With is... With LeBron James playing out of his mind. That I, That's the other yep. part of this that we haven't even said. This isn't a disaster because LeBron finally, you know, had a little bit of uh, mileage on his tires. LeBron is as good as he's ever been almost, and they're still where they are. AD's going to come back. The question then becomes, okay, well, AD comes back... Uh, is it just going to be – AD's got something to prove when he comes back because people are not saying like they used to, well, AD is going to come back and everything is going to work out the way it was. I think people are now saying, AD, we're actually not sure when you come back what kind of player you're going to be. Are you going to be the player that you were uh, 15 months ago? Or are you going to be the player that you were this season? I mean, AD, I think, keeps kind of proving to us, no, this is what I am. I'm an inconsistent, really, really good player. He's going to have to change that script. Yeah, and the injury bug. He, he's Unfortunately, yeah. he's one of those guys that gets bit by the injury bug a little too frequently. One more very quickly here. Culver City and Tony. Tony, you're on with Travis Lee. Hey, you guys. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Yep. Okay, I just want to say I'm very angry with not only you guys, but the whole city. We are Laker Nation. You guys know doggone well that we don't lose 23 games in a season, and we don't lose all these home games. It's the GM, Jeannie, and LeBron. You cannot have a basketball team to all the young men out there. You can't have a basketball team without a point guard. We do not have a point guard. We yes, need a you point you guard LeBron to James. get everybody in position. Huh? Well, he's too big. You know, he, we need LeBron him James down played in the point post. guard for 10 years. <laughs> and one championship to do it. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> we need a Chris Paul, you guys. Somebody no, going to get everybody Stop. in order. LeBron Stop, Tony. does not know how to get right, the team I, this in is, order. This is, this is cheerleading. That's fine. It, it, but the, the, the fact of the matter is LeBron James is one of the greatest point guards that's ever played. They, it might not, on the back of his basketball card, it might not have PG. He's been the point guard of championship teams four different times in his life. Stop. Th- this is a bad fit across the board. This isn't a, hey, if Chris Paul were here, it'd be, would it be better? Yeah. But this this doesn't work. This isn't any one per- – It's all of it doesn't work. Well, if you really kind of think about Braun and his career, too, 
there really wasn't a traditional point guard when he was in Miami, Mario Chalmers, right? right? Okay, that's not. When he was in Cleveland, Kyrie, that's not a traditional point guard. I see what he's saying. Hey, you know what? It would help if you had a traditional point guard kind of running things and Braun's still doing what he's doing, but Braun's got the ball in his hands. He's a, he's a point guard. All right, Actually, he's every position. I was gonna, he's a basketball player. Yeah. That, what, do you, what do you need Wherever tonight? You got, mm-hmm. I got it. Like you said, he's been the center for the last two weeks and done a halfway decent job of that as well. Dump coming up next. Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. All right, let's start right here. Uh, Coca-Cola is going to start introducing some new flavored drinks, Al. Um, they've sold 80 trillion cans of Coca-Cola. How about we just keep doing that? I, I don't know why I need Coca-Cola plus whatever it is they're planning on dropping on me. Coke seems to have worked pretty well. Do you ever go, even if you go to our vending machine, what is there? There's Coke, Diet Coke, Coke Zero. Zero, yep, uh, yep. What, what are, do you know what the flavors are? What, what are they doing? I've seen the one. There's like a coffee flavored one that's getting uh-huh. ready to get bounced around too. Like I, I look, I like coffee. I yeah. love Coca Cola. I, I can't get it. I'm, I am a Coke fan, but I don't need those two things together. I don't. I'm, what, what are we doing? I'm not. You know what it is? I'm not combo guy. Let me tell you what it is. When you make so much freaking money, and you just can like throw money to try new things and see whatever sticks. I think that's what Coke is doing, and obviously. Uh, yeah, they've been all right. They've been pretty successful. They're going to make a, it. It's a brand that seems to be doing all right. High School Musical came out on this day in 2006. And, Alan, would you be surprised to know that I know probably all of the songs from High School Musical, and that's not Cap, that I really, really do. Like, we're all in this together. And I even know some of the dance moves along the way. My daughter was like six when these things came out. So it uh, it's pretty much the sweet spot for me. Um, yes, it is surprising. And... <laughs> You drive a truck, bro. Things change, you know. Actually, what you need, what you should do, get the high school musical, um, get like the full CD, blah blah blah, on your phone, however you want. Play that when you're in the truck. Play that <laughs> I have you in the truck. I'm gonna have to go through the garage and find the old CDs, but okay. the high school musical soundtrack is in there. I'm, I'm more. I kind of. I feel like I'm a Sharpay guy. Like I can kind of really kind of get into the whole Sharpay character, and I can see your face, and you have no idea what I'm talking about right now, do you? Uh, of course I do. I mean, Sharpay <laughs> and the whole thing. And, and her and her brother Ryan. They're they're kind of the leads of the musical. I actually this did not know goes. Zac Efron was part of the uh, High School Musical. Oh, he was what Troy, made him Zac Efron. Troy Bolton. No he was idea. Troy Bolton. His girlfriend was uh, Gabriella Montez. This is this is very. <laughs> what else do you want to know, Al? I know everything there is to know about High School Musical. But isn't isn't that what happens? I'm assuming you just based on your kids and the <laughs> age that they're at. You are going to shine in that segment, whatever it is. All, all of my references come from basically two pockets in my life. From when I was like eight until I was about 16, which covers the 70s and 80s. Mm-hmm. And then basically the early 2000s until about 2010 when my kids were young and we were watching kids' TV shows the entire time. The rest of it, I got nothing for you. But why in those little so, windows, I got you covered. Why are they so happy in this uh, in this? Because uh, they go to Eastside High in Albuquerque. What else do you need to know? These are the – would, who wouldn't want to go to Eastside? They got a good basketball I'm team. Weary. Aren't, they got aren't a big drama department. Aren't you always weary of people when they're like way, way too happy? It's like, okay, relax. All right. Yeah. <laughs> 
I don't know about you, Al, but when I was at Arcadia High in the 80s, all we did at lunch was do choreographed dances and show tunes. That's that's what we did at Arcadia High in the 80s. So I don't know what it was like at Granite Hills, but that's how the Apaches rolled. Sure. All right. I get it. I get all it. right. This is weird. Emily, you might have to help me out with the details on this. Oscar Meyer is creating a baloney face mask. What what exactly does that entail? So face mask, as in not the one for COVID-19 that covers your face against sure, infection. Sure. Why would anybody think of that at this time? <laughs> but it's of uh, when you put a spa face mask on your face. Oh, and, like, you know, a, you have... like a, a scrub kind of deal? Well, yes. So you, you have, you know, I don't know what if you ever, happening you life. take it out of a package, it has little holes in the eyes and the mouth, and then you put it on. But yeah, they're making one uh, bologna uh, styled. So I'm going to throw up. And this is, <laughs> this is even worse. I just looked it up right now. Oscar Mayer sells out of bologna inspired face masks on Amazon, plans to restock. What is happening in the world? I'll tell you what's happening. I, I mean... <laughs> I don't know if how, how detailed I want to get into this, but if all of a sudden, middle of the night, I roll over and I'm seeing a little baloney, <laughs> little baloney face mask, and I mean, who might get you get going in the right direction? <laughs> I'm just saying that some people like baloney. It's just what one <laughs> in the hell. One of those is things. happening. Yeah. Hey, is that, is that? Hey, honey, is that baloney? <laughs> It just seems like something that uh, kind of kind of niche along the way. All right, you should uh, buy it. They're gonna get some more in stock. Uh, maybe a great Valentine's Day yeah. gift. Valentine's Day in the Rogers yeah. household. 100%. Perfect. Baloney yep. face masks for everybody. Uh, Rain Wilson is, has a birthday today. Of course, he is Dwight Schrute from The Office. I bet you Rain Wilson has a pretty good life. Still acts, still performs, but he also iconic character. Probably sleeps on a, a stack of uh, cougarans that he made from doing The Office. I, I bet you Rain Wilson's life's pretty good. You ever get caught on this? And you know, some shows you can do it. Seinfeld, you can do it. Um, I, I'm a 100%. The Office is on. I stopped what I'm doing. Did not know it was on. Sure, no, I'll watch an episode. I'll watch until commercial break. I might sit there for an hour and watch it. Office is one of those Dwight Rain Wilson fantastic. A hundred percent with one exception. If it's an episode post uh, Michael Scott, I could probably skip it. hundred and fifty percent. It's <laughs> earlier on rather than later on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If once I see plop, I'm kind of out. Yeah. I really, I really don't need that version. Where do they find the pot, Al? All right, ESPN app or on iTunes. If you miss the show live, you can always catch uh, the full three hours on the podcast. All right, I'm assuming Dave will call into Mason and Ireland here in a couple of minutes. So, Emily, you should probably stay on the Comrex to take that call. Mason and Ireland coming up next. It's Travis Slee. We'll see you tomorrow morning at 10.